the the donut donut box the donut box what should i eat before my workout should i eat before or after my workout what is the best post-workout meal these are common questions that i get when it comes to nutrition for training And it is so important to nourish yourself properly when you are going to exert a lot of energy. And I want to break it down a little bit more in today's episode. So let's talk about it. My name is Joe Sebastian. I'm a registered nutritionist and dietitian. And this is The Donut Box, where we unbox stories and talk about things we usually don't talk about. Today, it is nutrition for training. So let's unbox this. It's Joe. And it's Elijah. And you're listening to The The Donut Donut Box. Box. Hello, Elijah. Hi, Joe. We're back, guys. Yes, another episode. This one is going to be interesting. But before we get into it, let's do a little bit of a catch up, a little donut break. Yeah. How have you been? Yeah, I've been. I've been pretty good. Um, you know the the usual. Um, I've been working a lot more. Um, had clients, and I've been actually working a lot a lot more as well. So I've, I've been enjoying that. But, you know, the typical work and trying to relax throughout the week type of stuff. But yeah, trying to get my rhythm in. How about you? How have you been? I've been okay. I've been feeling a little bit tired lately, but also getting like back into the routine of things. I don't know, because I don't have a routine as like, I don't have a super settled routine because my work is very like, depends on the day. And sometimes that makes me a bit anxious because, you know, I don't ha- I don't really get to fully set down my routine, but I do have some things in place. For example, I am trying to get more of my workout routine in much better, like setting time to really go to the gym, setting time to go play tennis. Yeah, of course, tennis it's all is about, the best. <laughs> so it is. I agree with you. It's all about building that habit, like how we always we, we talk about, yeah. right? When you build that routine... Tennis. It's all about tennis. Yeah, build the habit of playing tennis, which we have, honestly. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, wait, that's the thing I forgot to say. I have was able to play more tennis. It's been raining so much here. As in, I think mm-hmm. there was like a two-week like, time span where it rained every single day. So I couldn't play tennis for two weeks. But now... Did it I rain got... a lot there, like, before? Yeah, it's winter. So it usually okay. um, rains towards the middle to like end of winter and then a little bit of spring and then as it goes into end of spring summer it it dries out oh okay because when we think of california at least from my perspective they always say like it's a on in a drought so i never think of it like being rainy but Mm -hmm. of course california is huge so Mm -hmm. and um, and, you know i see that the drought usually is usually during um summer and and fall and then last year it got it rained so much where it's like everything was full so there was no drought <laughs> oh that's uh good i guess i don't know because like does that mean that global warming is happening and weather is changing or does that mean it's healing because they're making sure there's no drought well i, I did see a few things where like the ozone layer said the holes are, are healing but i don't know if that's true but um I hope we, mm-hmm. I hope it's healing. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> we are not a um, climate change podcast. Yes, we are um, not that, guys. We're not professionals at that. So, but let's talk about something that we are more knowledge about in connection with working out and in connection with like working and healing your body. Let's talk about nutrition for exercise. 
the reason I want to talk about this is because I always get the question asked on my Instagram and my videos and all those things. Everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people want to know what time is the best time to eat before your workout? Should you be work- eating before or after your workout? How much should you be eating? And I definitely understand the concern around that because like food is important in general, right? So I think we should do a little bit of a more in-depth talk about what to look out for and how to choose food around your workout. Definitely. Um, uh, it's, it's a good thing that you mentioned how they, they were asking you uh, when to uh, time their meals around their workout, which actually brings me to a point, or not a point, but but something that we talk about in in exercise and nutrition where you have three you actually have three timings for for eating when it comes to working out and you actually call it a pre-workout a during workout and a post-workout so it's actually it's very self-explanatory where a pre-workout basically means you you eat something before your workout your during workout you eat something to energize yourself during your workout and then your post workout you eat something after your workout to re-energize and recover but of course there's a bit more intricacy intricacies in that yeah so we talk about each of the goals within those phases of your workout and how to nourish yourself and as well as the things that you want to be looking out for so let's start with the pre workout so like Elijah mentioned, this is before your workout. And the main goal of your pre-workout is supposed to be to fuel you for your workout. Okay? That's the main reason why you would want to eat something. is because if you, let's say you're a car and you're about to go on a road trip or something, you want to make sure that there is enough gas in that tank to be able to go the full way. Even if you have to make stops, of course, but at least you're You make it to a stop. <laughs> Yeah. At least you make you know, it to a stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're comfortable enough and like you're not constantly fearing that you're going to run out of gas or something like that. So it, in a sense, it's the same goal pre-workout is that you are fueled enough, you have enough energy so that you can really push yourself in your workout. Yeah, definitely. Um, you don't want to have a crash midway through or just not have enough energy to perform at your best like so not even have that like you, you may have the energy to complete your workout but the pre-workout is there to bolster your your energy in order for you to perform at the peak capacity that you're able to do for that day a common question that i get is is it better to do fasted workouts so that's always something i hear in my comment section or somebody always asks me like should i be doing fasted workouts is it more effective the question first is like more effective for, for what? what? Because yeah, what are you exactly. looking for mm-hmm. in a fasted workout? And the tendency is to think that, okay, a fasted workout is better for fat loss. And most fitness um, gurus or what you'd hear online usually talk about the importance of a fasted workout in the sense of burning fat. Like if you are running on no fuel, you will be basically tapping Use, into your fat, into your fat stores. stores. Yeah. Yeah. For energy. So, Something that we should also talk about is how does your body utilize energy in a workout? So the first thing is usually your glycogen stores. Okay, So your glycogen stores are your, essentially they're your carbohydrate reserves in your body. And they're easy to convert into glucose, which will be your energy source. Later on in the workout, when glycogen stores 
start to deplete, and sometimes they can deplete in the first two to three minutes of the workout, you, you, are, you now start tapping into fat stores or even in cases that you don't, that like in more intense cases and you don't want this to happen, you also tap into your muscle stores. You definitely don't want that. For sure. Like that's something you want to maintain and it's also hard to build in general. So you don't want to tap into that. Okay. So when it comes to, um, you know, when we're trying to do your workout, those are the things that we look at. Do I have enough of my glycogen stores to make sure that that's what I'm utilizing? And how do I make sure of that? So when you're doing a fasted workout, technically you are burning more fat, quote unquote. However, over the day, it usually balances itself off. Meaning, unless you are in a calorie deficit, a fasted workout is not more effective for fat loss. And then the other concern is if you are working out fasted, are you actually able to put all of your energy into the workout? Or are you able to actually push yourself or... You think you're going at 100%, but you're actually going only at 60% because you're tired. Not enough energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, which, yeah, brings us back to the whole, are you at your peak performance? Yes. And that's why eating before your workout plays a big role. As studies have shown that those who have fed workouts or eating before a workout were seen to perform better in cardio and non-cardio exercises just because you can really exert a lot more energy and a lot more effort, right? Do you have experience in this? Have you tried it? Because like in my experience, I've done, I've recently been doing that because um, there are times where I can't time my meals because of work. So I, I work in between my shifts, right? And so on the days where I can have a lunch or some sort of meal an hour before my workout. I feel like boom, like I can lift a uh, hundred or whatever. I can I can lift to my full extent. And there would be days where it's like it's three p.m. My lunch was at twelve. I haven't had anything, and I'm so tired because I had a client. And then I just feel weak. Mm, yeah. And it's it's very clear mm-hmm. that if I had eaten something before that, I w- I would have been better. Well, from my experiences, I used to do a lot of fasted workouts before because I did the whole intermittent fasting, whatever, when I was in my major dieting phases. And <laughs> it, it, I don't know if I kind of came to that point where I felt like I was giving my all, but I actually wasn't giving my all. But I, I never really felt like dizzy or anything at that sense. I do notice it now when I play tennis and I didn't eat. And I think it's because when lifting weights, you have a lot more rest time. Where when you're doing tennis, it's like a very high intensity, like you're running and all of those things. And I can literally feel myself get so fatigued if I didn't eat enough. So I don't know if I've actually fully been able to experience it. Because I think my body kind of went in a whole adaptive stage of like, you are just trying to lose as much weight as you can. We're just going to push through it. And didn't notice any of those differences. (laughs) But I I notice nowadays that I do feel very energized when I work out, but I rarely do fasted workouts anymore, so I can't really tell. Yeah. I mean, I try to avoid fasted workouts as much as possible just because I love feeling, you know, energy throughout my workouts. Everyone is different. There are some people who do much better on a fasted workout because they don't have time, especially if it's in the morning. Like, I understand how some people can be like, oh, you know, I have, I literally have like four, uh, let's say two hours in my morning 
before I have to go to work. So if I'm going to have to have a pre-workout before my workout, I'm not going to have time to digest and then work out. So my goal is like work out, then eat so I can do that all in my morning, right? So of course it depends, but you really do have to see how that impacts your performance in your workout. Because if you notice that it's really cutting off a lot of your energy, then fueling prior to your workout can be very helpful. So what do we look for? Usually this is the time, like we mentioned, to fill up your glycogen stores. So something more on your carbohydrates does play a role. Now there's different timings pre-workout. You have four hours before your workout, three hours before your workout, two hours, one hour, 30 minutes. If it's anywhere between the three to four hour, uh, basically your usual meals are fine. Like a balanced meal with carbs, fiber, protein, and fats, perfectly fine. If that's what you're eating, that will have enough time to digest and be used for energy. Now, if it's around two to one to two hours or even 30 minutes before your workout, no. when, if it's one to two hours, then we want to maybe lessen a little bit of the fats and the fiber and even a little bit of the protein just because digestion purpose for digestion purposes, you don't want to struggle, have like a digestion struggle while you're working out, especially if you're doing like cardio or like you're running and you're like feeling very gassy. So And also the fact that when you're in digestion mode, you're in rest mode. Your body, your, your body physically wants to rest to digest. So when you try to counteract that, when you, your body hasn't finished digesting yet and you try to work out, it can actually hinder you from digesting more, which Joe said, you might feel bloated, you might feel gassy, and you might just not feel the energy that you need. So Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's why <laughs> it's also good to take a look at that. So if you, are ha- if you want to have a full meal, that's best three to four hours. One to two hours, you can have a lighter meal with more emphasis on carbohydrates and a bit of protein. Let's um, try not to load it up too much with fiber and fats. And then 30 minutes before, that's when you can go with something very quick and easy to digest. This would be like bread or like a drink or maybe something like mm-hmm. um, a fruit. A pre-workout bar. Yeah, depends on the bar <laughs> like or a fruit. Because yeah, yeah. some bars <laughs> yeah. are a little bit like fiber heavy as well, right? So that's kind of mm. what you would look at. How long before your workout do you want to eat or do you have time to eat? So if you're somebody who mm-hmm. works out in the morning and doesn't really have time to have like your full meal before your workout, that's when I would suggest, okay, try to have a banana at least 30 minutes before your workout and see if that helps you mm-hmm. like in your energy levels. Apart from carbs, you also want to make sure we're properly hydrated. So don't forget to drink your water. When you are trying to hydrate before your workout, the goal is to make sure you don't lose so much water during your workout. So you're trying to get as much water as you can. Ideally, anywhere between 250 to 500 ml within 30 to 1 hour, sorry, 30 to 60 minutes before your workout. Mm-hmm. At least we get as much, that much water in. That's true. FYI, guys, Joe's kind of bad at that. Oh, yeah. So the reason... <laughs> no, I'm really bad at drinking water before during during before and during after but you're gonna like, i really i catch up on my water after but the reason is because in ballet mm-hmm. when we were doing ballet before we were like literally not allowed to drink water until huh? yeah because you have like two parts in a ballet class which is your bar okay which is around like 30 minutes and then 30 minutes of like center work which will be is that like where you hold on to something that's the bar you, like, yes. the bar like when you're the mirror uh-huh. okay, like there's okay. literally a bar so 
Then center work is yeah. there's no bar, and then like you're just doing all of the other exercises. The floor stuff. Yeah. Well, it's not really floor stuff because we're not doing like contemporary, like when it's a ballet. So we're not on the floor, but we're on the center. Um, yeah, and we weren't really allowed to drink a lot of water because you're not allowed to drink water in between the bar exercises. So it was like, I was kind of trained to like 30 minutes of like no water, even if you're doing kind of rigorous training and things like that, to the point where I'm just immune. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my friend, my friend is the same way. He barely drinks water. And he said, well, it, I'm prepared for the zombie apocalypse. My body can, my body can run off of, off of uh, barely drinking any water. So when that comes, you guys are screwed and I'm not. That's true. I am training like a camel. Um, <laughs> something else is like, because I'm so, I also don't drink a lot of water throughout the day, especially if I'm out because I don't want to pee in other bathrooms. And that's my problem. Okay. Like we are talking about you health things. Mm -hmm. No, my problem is not peeing a lot. My problem is that I don't drink water because oh. <laughs> I don't want to pee. And literally in my mind, I'm like, I'd rather get a UTI than pee in a bathroom that I'm like not comfortable with. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. no, please, no, no. Like, you know, we talk about <laughs> health and stuff, but there are some things that we got to work on ourselves. And yeah. that is for me, water. <laughs> please don't follow in Joe's footsteps, guys. If you need to pee, please pee. It's not worth getting a UTI. I okay? only got in a UTI once, <laughs> just saying. So I think I'm fine. What I'm doing is That you okay. know of. That you know of, UTIs can come, uh, what do you call it, with no symptoms. So be careful, guys. Pee when you pee, drink water when you need to drink water. <laughs> okay, so another thing that's tap into now is the during um, workout. So like jumping off of hydration, actually a 2% loss of water during your workout is already going to impact your performance. So proper hydration is such an important thing, especially for athletes. Like that's why you see athletes like multiple bottles if like you watch a tennis match for example they got like multiple bottles one is water one is an electrolyte drink it's water and electrolytes always remember that guys when you're sweating a lot you're not just losing water you're losing electrolytes in the form of potassium it's mostly actually it's mostly potassium right you're also losing versus sodium, sodium as well like you're losing basically a bunch of electrolytes in general you lose more sodium than potassium because i know i know like with with some uh with some hydration drinks, there's a certain ratio of sodium to potassium that you need. So for for electrolytes and hydration, make sure to also replenish your electrolytes if you can. But of course, if you, there's no electrolytes at the gym or where you are, water is fine. Mm -hmm. And then you can get it from food afterwards. Yes, electrolytes doesn't just come from like your hydration drinks like Gatorade and poker sweat and stuff like that. They definitely can come from food sources and even like coconut water and things like that. It's just that those hydration drinks are just so efficient because like they're already formulated and that like they will give you that. So hydration during your workout is so important as much as possible. It is at least 250 ml every 20 to 30 minutes of working out. Or if you're like me, just don't drink water. I'm kidding. <laughs> now, guys, please, please, please. Mm -hmm. I warn you again, please do not follow in Joe's footsteps. Yeah. She is giving you bad life experience advice. When hey, it I'm comes not giving, to that. Don't follow I'm not giving advice. I'm just, that's just what I do, but it's not my advice. <laughs> <laughs> do as I say. Yeah, okay, okay. Not as I do. Yeah, not as I do. <laughs> it's more ballet trauma. Um, 
Yeah, and so another thing we'll look at is why do you want to eat during your workout? Why do you want to hydrate during your workout? Because you want to make sure you are keeping your peak performance. And any loss of energy, any loss of water really impacts the whole performance of your workout. So we take a look at hydration, but we also take a look at proper replenishment of your carbohydrates. Generally, it's recommended to have at least one gram of carbohydrate per minute of exercise past your 60 to 90 minute mark. So if you've done 60 minutes of workouts and you're going to do more, we would ideally be replenishing you with around 30 to 60 grams of protein uh, of carbohydrates by then. And if you're working out 90 minutes or more at the 90 minute mark, we would try to replenish with 90 grams of carbohydrates. That's why endurance training athletes really have those gels that you see. They have like cubes of carb energy because it's not too much water that it's heavy to eat or to have, but it's enough carbohydrates to make sure you are not wasting and like going to get the dark pee as you pee, you know? <laughs> yeah, so you, and you don't, you don't get to the point where... You're getting rhabdo mm-hmm. and you're getting, you're hitting your protein, you're, you're breaking your muscle fiber. So you pee out the muscle. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's bad guys. Yes. So stay hydrated. Oh, so, um, I just confirmed, I was looking at my medical notes. So yeah, you, you lose more sodium than potassium, but the ratio is 10 to one or around 10 to one to 20 to one, which means for every 10 milligrams of sodium you lose, you lose around one gram of one milligram of potassium. So when you rehydrate, uh, make sure that when you're getting a hydration drink, that there's a higher sodium to potassium ratio. So we really want to look into like those aspects of nourishment, right? It's like make sure you're getting enough electrolytes, make sure you're getting carbohydrates, make sure you're getting enough hydration. But is during workout super important? Not really. It, Unless you're working out really for like a long time or you notice how it impacts your energy throughout the workout or maybe you didn't have a pre-workout, then those are the times where during workout nutrition can play a very important role. But if you're just working out for 30 minutes to an hour, I wouldn't give it too much um, importance of like, oh, I have to eat during my workout because then you probably are already fueled enough for that workout. Then we'll just look at maybe your post-workout nutrition. Yeah. What about what do you think of the pick me ups? Because I've I've been seeing uh like videos online where gym goers uh they lift weights and they have candy in their bags for when they're in the gym they feel they need a piece of candy to re-energize. Is that something that's wise to do? I mean, or it's would you recommend a that? quick source of energy. Like it's carbohydrates packed in there, you know. So I think it's pretty much yeah, like a gel definitely. in a sort in, of sorts with maybe a little bit of citric acid if it's a <laughs> if it's a mm. sour gummy. But <laughs> most gummies are not even sour. Even they call it even if they call it sour. Um, but yeah <laughs> Joe just high standards with sour gummies because guys. they're just Very never sour you know literally me and my sister she would puts ha- yeah. more citric acid yeah we would do that because we Bai and I eat kamyas like with with salt love a very very um sour green mango we eat cut up lemons with salt so like those sour candies they're just candies <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> no but Okay. Back to it. I think it is a very efficient source of like getting in your carbohydrates or um in right because it's like mm-hmm. concentrated. It's sugar. 
like go for it if it helps you of course you don't want to rely on it only all the time and we don't want to be like finishing up bags of candy all the time when we're working out i don't think they're finishing up bags of candy during a workout and that's why i'm emphasizing that's true i don't because you know that that might be like the thought of like oh yeah i definitely need to eat like a lot of candy through my workouts you know it could still lead to the point where you start to get like very on that sugar high and then feeling like a down after. So it, it can be a really fun and like quick source of energy for your workout. I sometimes do like a sour patch prior to my workout or something like that if I want it, you know. So back to post-workout, what you actually want to do, let's talk about hydration first, is to replenish all the water that you lost during your workout. That's why sometimes athletes who are like, when they're training, they're weighed before and after their workout because they have to see how much water you lost so that they can replenish you with that much amount of water as well. So like, let's say you lost 0.5 pounds, then we would try to rehydrate you with around 0.5 um, pounds of water. But I don't think it's in pounds, you know, the conversion of like liquid to... No, ounces? ounces? <laughs> no, the conversion of like pounds uh, to oh. like ml and stuff like that. So definitely we would... That's hard. It's like a... Yeah. But so we would convert that and like that's how much water you would have to replenish with essentially. That's that's why again, hydration before and during is so important so that you don't have to catch up on hydration after your workout because that's when it gets hard. Like if you're trying to catch up on your hydration after workout and now you're drinking so much water in one time, but let's say you didn't even replenish your your electrolytes, that can lead us to very dangerous levels of water in the body now, which if anybody like read that article of this girl who was like working out and she drank a lot of water and then apparently she like ended up in the hospital mm-hmm. or something, right? She basically diluted her blood with mm-hmm. too much water. Because the electrolyte balance was off, the fluid balance was off, and now you're just getting this rush mm-hmm. of so much water at a time when you are mm-hmm. essentially depleted. So that's the importance of it. Now, we're not saying this to scare you to like, you know, if you drink so much water after your workout, it's going to be bad. But that awareness has to be there. Like you have to make sure you are drinking enough throughout your training as much as possible. Exactly. Um, if you feel thirsty, drink water. If your mouth is dry, drink water. You know, if you're if <laughs> there's a there's ways there's so many ways to test if if you need to drink water. But I th- I think for me, my way of knowing is if I feel thirsty, I do it. But let's say I do know that I've I need to drink water, but I don't feel thirsty. Just drink anyways. Yeah. There's, somebody there's no said, harm. and I don't know how accurate it is, though, that the moment you feel thirsty is actually the moment that you are dehydrated already. Like, it makes sense because your body does send you signals. And probably by the time it's sending you major signals is when it's, you know, very important. <laughs> like, not super late, but like when it's quite an important time already. Like, you're always hungry if you're not eating enough. And that's probably signs that you have to to eat more so that could be kind of that thing um if you're trying to hydrate during your workout that's why we have those markers of like every 20 to 30 minutes make sure you have at least 250 ml or you've already drank 250 ml at those time marks and throughout the day you could set like an alarm to drink water every hour like maybe half a glass every hour or something to keep you hydrated My way of doing it uh, is like I would have I have the thermo flask, aqua flask, 
and I would fill it up. It would be like Do a. You? One, I thought you didn't point. have any. We're using a pla- uh, plastic Voss bottle. Not here right now. <laughs> <laughs> don't out me like that. Maybe I don't need to buy a bottle. <laughs> you're using plastic bottles. I have. <laughs> I know I gotta t- I gotta ask my mom to come with me because like she she also needs one. Anyways, so it's like I think one point two liters per per uh, bottle. So I try to finish at least two of those within the day. And if I know that I did that, that's without workout. Okay, that's just that's me trying to finish two and a half liters of water within a day. Of course, if there's working out involved, it's gonna be more. But that's my baseline. And if I don't do that, then I know that I didn't drink enough water for myself. Okay. Yeah. So that's a kind of a great marker where you can do it in terms of like bottle amount. You can do it in terms of like time. You can also check your pee. You don't want your pee to be super duper clear, but the closer to like a light yellow rather than a very dark yellow. Straw yellow. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah. of. What is straw yellow? That's how we kind of, uh, that's how that's we describe the color of, straw, of yellow. I think red. Huh? I read straw. Like straws in hay straw. Like hay. <laughs> yeah, straw. So like you have clear, you have straw yellow, then you have yellow, then you have amber, then you have orange, then you have dark orange, and then you have brown, which or tea or cola, which is the point where either you have liver damage or you have rhabdomyolysis, which is breakdown of uh muscle, muscle and you're peeing it out. Yeah, because yeah. when I'm thinking of straw, it's it's a different color. Uh, <laughs> a red red yeah. straw. <laughs> but thank you for that. Yeah, so before I used to like always want to work on making my pee clear. And then I recognized that, that that's not necessarily the best thing to do. Because it could also mean that you may be overhydrating a little bit. So it's not necessarily bad to have like a clear pee. But, you know, that's just something to take note of as well. Um. Okay, so... We've gone far off, but in post-workout nutrition, we're usually looking for um, that hydration, but also in terms of food, we now want to replenish with carbohydrates to fill up the glycogen stores that we had not filled up yet. And we also want to replenish with protein so that we can begin protein muscle synthesis. Woo! Build those muscles. Now, a common thing that usually was talked about before is something called the anabolic window, which is two hours after your workout is like a limit. Anything after two hours uh, before your workout is no longer going to be absorbed in terms of muscle synthesis. That is what we were told before. Okay, so research is always um, changing and adapting because, you know, people do more studies and people learn more things. That's why a lot of the time we talk about like studies at this point show us this and that. Now, at that time, they said that an, that the best time to get your protein was around within the two hours after your workout. And now we are learning, well, not now, like a few years ago, we're also learning about how the anabolic window is actually not true. And whether you eat after your workout or a few hours after your workout, Whatever you eat will still definitely play a role in muscle protein synthesis and recovery and so on. The reason why I want to say this is just to to mention that you don't have to rush into eating after your workout unless you didn't eat before your workout. Like, it's been hours (laughs) since then. Then maybe we should um, prioritize that replenishment. Prioritize eating. But if you've had your pre-workout, you're not working on for too long, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I, I must get protein in my mouth right now or else I'm going to miss out on this perfect timing for muscle building. Usually we look at the overall amount you consume in a day rather than the specific timing. Unless you are an athlete, of course, you have like a very specific regimen because 
that's part of like your whole training and your training all day. But for the average healthy individual, you don't necessarily have to automatically eat a big pound of protein right after your workout. It's it's okay to to just like chill a little bit. Yeah, um, that's what I've again experiences. That's what I've been doing as well. Uh, I used to be so anal regarding like, oh, I gotta, I gotta drink it now. I my pro I have my protein shake, I have my creatine. But oh, it's been like five minutes after my workout. I, I gotta go get my protein, get it right now. The anabolic window. I gotta get maximize my gains. But honestly, there really isn't enough research to show that if you eat within that anabolic window, that there's gonna be substantial growth in muscles. There really just isn't enough studies. So like what Joe said, it really is just space out your protein intake, intake throughout the day and make sure you're getting enough protein, which leads me to the question, what is enough protein, Joe? Like how, how much protein should we be getting? Is it is it the one pound per, oh, sorry. Uh, one gram. In, in kilograms. Uh, but is you it know the, one gram per um, pound. Mm -hmm. The one that they say. Yeah, the one gram per pound or 2.2 grams per kilogram, which is the same thing. For, for the conversion so it really depends on the individual it will always always be dependent on the in on the individual so our guidelines say that for a sedentary human being 0 0.8 to 1 gram of protein per kilogram of body weight is the recommendation although i do feel like that may be just a little bit low even if it's a sedentary Wait, you said 0 0.1 i said 0 you said, that we said 0 0.1 oh 0 0.8 sorry yeah 0 0.8 to 1 <laughs> gram per kilogram of body weight I do feel like this may be a little bit low as I also notice how those who tend to have like a lower protein intake do tend to be hungrier and, um, um, you know, it plays a really big role in satiety. But of course, everybody is different. And if you do have any specific health concerns, make sure you consult with your dietitian. But this is our general guidelines. Now, if you're somebody who's more active, who may be doing endurance training or maybe now wanting to build muscle, then we have the range of 1.2 all the way to 2.2 grams per kilogram of body weight. The sweet spot for muscle building, they saw that around 1.6 to 1.8 is pretty is actually enough already to help you build and maintain muscles throughout your phases of bulking or cutting or just like trying to be generally fit then that's definitely enough. Now, I think that social media really did kind of create this mindset of protein, 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 which isn't necessarily bad, but sometimes does create that anxiety of like, am I eating enough protein when protein needs start to feel so high and protein sources being so expensive? It can be frustrating. So while it's not bad to go for the usual one gram per pound of body weight when it comes to protein, if you feel like it's just so much and it's like hard for you to keep up, just know that it it doesn't mean that you're failing. Just yeah. It doesn't mean that you're mm -hmm. losing muscle gains. As long as you're around the 1.6 to 1.8 grams per kilogram, then that should definitely be um, kind of our guideline right now. So just like, let's work towards that one. Cool. Um... Actually, I was also thinking about like I used to be so scared of like front loading so much of my protein. Like, oh, let, let's say let let's just round it off. Uh, this isn't my protein needs. Let's just say a hundred grams of protein is what you need. What if someone had like sixty grams of protein in their first meal? Do does the will that be wasted? Oh yeah. So there's in terms of mm, like I don't mean oh yeah yes it will, but I mean like there's also this like side of the internet which kind of tells us that. 
you're only able to absorb a certain amount of protein at a time, like 30 grams of protein at a time, um, and then the rest of it is like wasted or something. You are able to absorb all the protein that you eat all the time because it has many functions from muscles to hormones, tissues, and whatnot. Um, and however, there are some that indicate that sometimes there is a certain amount that will go to muscle protein synthesis at a time. But generally, you just have to eat enough protein. That's really the overall goal. But we do have guidelines of spreading it out just because it makes it a lot easier for you to get your protein needs rather than you having to like scarf everything down like at the end of the day. Like no one wants to eat uh like a three pound steak just because, oh, yeah, I need like 80 grams of protein right now because I only had 20 mm-hmm. for breakfast. <laughs> no, that's why also we want to spread out our intake. That's why sometimes like those one meal a days or very restrictive time feedings can be difficult because you're trying you're not trying to catch up on nutrients that you haven't been able to get yet so that's some of the things we look at now just to kind of wrap up on our post-workout nutrition we usually look at a guide of one gram of protein for every three to four grams of carbs as our kind of guideline of how much you want to replenish and how much you want to build on your meals So let's give a little bit of an example of what we would recommend for like eating in terms of pre, post, and uh, pre, during, and post workout. So pre workout, like we mentioned, you want something a little bit more carbohydrate rich, a little bit less fiber, a little bit less protein. So something like a fruit, something like a piece of bread, maybe um, a little bit of like a sandwich here and there, like a granola bar, something like that can be very helpful. During your workout, then we'll focus more on carbohydrates. So this can be something very easy, like again, fruits and breads or gels and other forms of carbohydrates that are easy for you to digest. Candies. (laughs) And then post-workout, we would now focus on basically any meal that you would usually have, um, but now with a little bit more carbs and a little bit more protein. If it is right after your workout, and you didn't eat before your workout, it's fine if you have a little bit more fiber and fats in that meal. doesn't necessarily have to be like no fiber, no fats, like just carbs and protein, like stuffing that in. So your regular meals can be can be that. You can try your protein shakes with a little bit of like fruit. You can do your oats if you want to, some yogurt and granolas. So those are some options that we can definitely um, turn to when it comes to Pre, post, and during workout nutrition. Cool. Uh, I should write that stuff down. Or uh, I feel like if I I have a problem where it's like if I try to get really nitty gritty, I end up thinking about it too much, and then I become like so focused on it that I end up losing the importance of just eating my timed meals and eating a balanced meal. Like you know, like it's like okay, I need the three whatever grams of carbs for this and and i get so fixated on it that i feel really like out of touch of with what i really need to do which is just to like feed myself you know (laughs) yes i agree with that that's why these are just guidelines and unless you are a hardcore athlete with very specific goals and very specific requirements as long as you're eating enough throughout the day and as long as you're feeling good during your workouts and of course making sure you're hydrated that's really what the most important thing is going to be we do have the tendency to focus in so much of am i doing this correctly am i doing this right it really depends on how you feel if you find that you don't have enough energy in your workout try to have a snack before that 
If you find that having a heavy snack before your workout causes you to feel a little bit more sluggish, giving you a harder time, let's try to focus in on your uh, post-workout nutrition. Everybody will still be different. These are guidelines to help us. So use them as guidelines. Figure out trial and error. Yep. These aren't absolutes, yes. guys. Um, we have targets, but they don't have to be always hit. They don't. We don't have to be perfect at it. The most important thing is that we nourish ourselves throughout the day. Yeah, exactly. Building habits and feeding yourself properly in order to fuel yourself for a great workout. That's the most important. All right. So I think we're um, I think we're good on this episode. Yeah. That was that was a great episode. I actually had fun with that. A lot of uh realizations. <laughs> yes. Thank you everybody for listening in. Hopefully this Thanks, is helpful guys. for you on your journey. Um let us know what your workout dishes are. And we'll see you guys next week. And that is the end of the episode. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Please don't forget to follow us if you like this episode and if you want to learn and see and hear more. And also don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Donut Box Pod. You can also follow me at It's Joe Sebastian on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, X, and Threads, or at HealWithJoe.rnd on Instagram for more nutrition things. The Donut Box Podcast is an animal podcast podcast, and don't forget to follow them for the latest pods. Until the next episode, don't forget, you always deserve to eat.